0: just don't
1: understand. So. Hold on. What was the question again? <laughs> Everyone, I'm I'm very excited to have our next guest on here. Uh, he's a six-time state champion, Sarasota Herald-Tribune Coach of the Year, FHSAA Coach of the Year. Uh, thank you for being on with us, Brian Wheatley from Venice High School and Venetian Bay Volleyball Club. How are you, Brian?
2: Great, man. I appreciate you having me on. Really I appreciate good. you taking some it. time today. Yeah, of course. I got. Um, you know, I got some you know heavy pe classes out there so (laughs) hopefully uh, they can make it through the day without me uh so brian
1: this year this season i want to first congratulate you on your seventh hundredth win um that is an amazing achievement talk a little bit about you know what that means to you um you know you you've been at venice for two decades now so just talk a little bit about you know that three decades oh my gosh (laughs) <laughs> three decades man so i mean that is a long time talk about that 700th win and, and what it means to you and and to your program
2: i mean really all it means is that i'm getting old that's that's pretty much it you know i've uh, been here a long time 30th 30th year you know that's just the culmination of a lot of really great volleyball players great coaching staff uh great setup here at venice and uh they've just, they've they've set us up for success here so that's that's all that means it's just a number uh you know we're all about you know the journey here and you know it it is what it is
1: for those of you that don't know uh Venice High School Brian what what year is the your Battle of the Beach tournament in
2: uh i believe this is our 12th year um, okay you know it's kind of funny we named it Battle at the Beach but uh it's now it's in our 12th year but i believe five or six of those has been canceled by hurricanes <laughs> so the aka is uh the hurricane classic there um, you go the last time the last three of the four years have been either cut off by uh hurricane or covid so we are really excited to have it this year
1: yeah, uh, this weekend for those of you that don't know, Battle of the Beach tournament uh, taking place over at Venice High School. Um, if you if you feel like your your high school program's looking for some really high level competition, um, you know it's definitely one of the highest level tournaments that we have here in Florida. Um, Brian, can you talk a little bit about the tournament and you know how it has grown to become that high level of a tournament, um, where essentially it, it's a who's who from Florida and even some teams from out of state. Um, how that's grown over the years, and and what it's meant to your program, and what it's done for your program.
2: Sure, um, I mean this year we have uh, four state champions from last year. I believe we have four state runner ups, and uh, then numerous Final Four teams. You know, we just, you know, I, I mean, uh, coaching over the years, it seems like the same programs year after year are, are in the hunt. And uh, a lot of that, that's a tribute to to the coaches that that come in. So, um, you know, the year before we look at the rosters and we look at uh, who the coach is and if we know they're going to bring in a really competitive team, um, that's who we try to shoot for, Um, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And, uh, you know, a lot of my philosophy is I don't care what our record is during the season. You got to get ready for the real season, which is in two weeks. Um, now that max preps rankings are in it a little bit, it changes the ball game a little bit. Um, but, you know, this tournament this weekend, uh, you know, the, I just got done right and emailed all the coaches that I, I'm, I'm a strong believer that any four seed can can easily win the tournament. That's how good each match is going to be. There's, there's no gimmies. You got to bring it. And, uh, you know, when the more your team is in the fire – more they get used to it. And then again, it's all about the playoffs. So, um, it's been, it's been a great, it's been a great thing for us. It it gives me a chance to bring in teams that that I want to play actually. And, uh, and gives us a chance to, you know, see, uh, you know, we're, we're at a beautiful area in the state. We're in Southwest Florida, Venice high school is on an Island and, uh, you know, right next to the beach. So it's, it's just, a It's a good setup for, um, you know, teams coming over and they get a chance to, you know, you know, go to the beach and and see some high level team, you know, teams. And we're having a coaches social on Friday night at Pops. So, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, you you see coaches at club tournaments and high school tournaments and that's all you see them. So I kind of want to get a chance to, you know, see some let let people kind of mingle a little bit outside of their, their realm. Yeah,
1: so listeners, if you ever get the chance, Battle of the Beach Tournament in Venice, uh, you you know, they do an amazing job out there. It's a great time for for both teams, spectators, everyone involved. Um, Brian, I wanted to ask you about, you know, your program structure. You know, obviously you touched on the competition level that you're looking for throughout the years as being a a staple to help get you guys to the success that you've had. Um, What are some other things that maybe you guys do in your gym that are, you know, you feel are specific to your program that... Have helped you, you know, become successful over the years.
2: Yeah, so you know, I think uh, we're 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 all about the process. Uh, we rarely rarely talk about winning in our program because that's just the result of the things that we're doing day to day, and uh, it's really important that uh, you know, as far as you know, th- these girls are always going to be part of a team uh, the, the rest of their life. You know, whether it's uh, they play college ball or they're in a sorority in college or they're in a business or part of their family. So I think it's really important that uh, they learn how to be really good teammates uh, because that's what they're going to be in the rest of their life. So, you know, but, you know, there's a lot of different experiences in high school and volleyball is just one of those experiences. We just want to make it the best, the best that it can be. Um, you know, we have a saying here. It's called win at the dinner table. And basically that means, you know, when a family's sitting at home, you know, they're they're usually talking about, you know, how how's school going? How's volleyball going? And 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 the question is is are the are are we winning at the dinner table? Because are they talking negatively about the program or are they talking positively about the program? Because ultimately, <clears throat> um, you know, when you got a when you got a a player there, they got different role models in their life and and so we want to be on the same page with the parents, you know, and make sure that we're supporting them and, and what they're doing and they're supporting us. And all that does is just help out the player to be the best that they can be. And what a lot of parents realize is if don't realize is if they, you know, talk bad about our program, well, that's going to put some kind of disconnect in, in the players in, in the brain. And now they're not going to get the most out of our program. And, uh, we're, we're by far more than just playing volleyball. You know, it, it it's life, you know, you know, we have a saying with win W I N what's important now. <clears throat> um, and so when, you know, I just think that um, when, 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 when girls have it in their, their mind that they have that, that they have people that, that love them and care for them, they're, they're going to, they're going to go all out. You know, and so we just want to connect every all all those different aspects with our administration, our parents, our fans, and so um, that, that's that's a in a in a little sense that that's that's what our program's about.
1: Yeah, you touched on some of those dynamics, you know, that you're trying to 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 build and those relationships you're trying to build, not just with players but with families as well, to make it kind of a you know an overall experience, you know, for four years, not just on the court but off the court. Um, I wanted to ask you, Brian, because because you're involved in both. And, and I think one of the unique things about our episode this week is we're going to interview coaches who are, you know, high school head coaches, but also involved on the club side and, and sort of comparing and contrasting the two. So in terms of those like team dynamics, you know, between players, parents, coaches, you know, um, what are some of the things that you see unique to the high school setting? versus you know the club setting what are some of the the differences that might that you might experience
2: well you know I think um you know I think it, it there needs to be a combination of both I think you know it depends on what area you're in I mean there are some high schools you know that are getting a lot of great coaching and maybe there's some that aren't but no matter what it is you know, that's a, That's an experience that I think teenagers need to have to play for their high school, to represent their high school. You know, I, I mean, our girls, you know, I, I have, you know, we're, we're in a small beach down here and I'll have little girls come up to me in Publix and say, hey, I can't wait to be an Indian one day. I can't to, I can't wait to have, you know, a Venice uniform on. So, you know, our, our kids are playing for their community like all, a lot of other areas in, in our state. And so that's an aspect that, 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 that is very important to, to their development. That's, that's a sense of pride, you know, and whether you have a good high school team or a bad high school team or bad coaching or whatever, you got to make the best of it. You know, you may be the best kid on your, you know, if you're in a, a good club program and then you go back to your high school program and it's not that good. Well, how can you develop through that? Well, maybe it's being a great leader, you know, I mean, Um, You know, we all come up with obstacles our our whole life and and you got to figure out uh, the best way to navigate through that, you know, and and it's just a matter of if a kid uh, understands that and kids and parents understand that playing for your high school is is something they're going to remember for the rest of their life. You know, yeah, they may have a great club team and that's awesome. And I love club and it's very competitive. But, you know, what are you making it out of your out of your high school? out of your, out of your high school team. So I I think, um, it's just very important to do, to, to do the boat, to do both of them. Um, and again, if, uh, if you're in a situation that is desirable for high school, then great. And if you're not, then make the best of it.
1: So what would your, what would your advice be maybe to a parent who, you know, let's say, you know, is on the, on the really high-level club team, they're athletes on a really high-level club team. Uh, you know, they train with some good high-level coaches in the off-season. Um, and, you know, maybe those club coaches are encouraging them not to play high school. Um, mm-hmm. What would your advice be to those parents to sort of navigate that? Um, you know, because essentially, you know, you you coach a very, very high-level high school team. So how do you, how would you advise that parent to kind of go about, you know, exploring more of the benefits of playing high school volleyball?
2: Well, I think, um, you know, I was just having this conversation with a parent the other day, someone plays in at Venetian Bay, but goes to another school that's not very competitive. And I said, listen, you know, be a leader in that team, you know, uh, develop, develop relationships on that team, you know, help that program grow. Um, you know, it's just, uh, I think anybody that tells a kid not to play high school or discourages that it, they don't have the best well being for 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 that kid. You know, I mean, you can only play volleyball so much, and, and there, there's only a limited time that they're going to get a chance to play. You know, a lot of kids go on to play college, but most of them don't. Most of them are going to go on and maybe play intramurals uh, at their college, or maybe they're going to play for their sorority or whatever, and that's not going to be the most ideal situation either. I mean. You know, volleyball is a, it's a, you got to love the game. You got to have passion and uh, you got to make the best of it wherever you're at. In terms of
1: playing time for athletes who may be, you know, incoming freshmen who are playing on a 15s open team somewhere, um, you know, they show up to to your program. That's obviously well established. You know, you have a lot of maybe experienced players in a given year Um You know, how do you help manage those expectations of a kid who's, you know, obviously coming in as a a younger athlete into your program, but is a good high level player, um, but just may not be better than, you know, the junior or senior that's been in your program for a while? How do you help manage those expectations? What type of conversations do you have with those athletes?
2: Yeah. So just to give an example, I mean, I've been here 30 years. I've had four freshmen make my varsity team. Um, so that can be, like you said, they're coming in from playing club and, you know, every parent thinks their kid's really good. Um, so, you know, we kind of have, we kind of simulate the, the, the minor league baseball system, you know, you kind of got to develop what, what you're doing. And and again, you know, if, if you have a freshman on your team and they're not playing varsity and they're not playing on the court, like, I don't think that's doing any, doing any good and if you have a quality coaches in your in your freshman teams and your jv teams you know they're they're gonna again they're gonna develop those skills necessary you know we have a certain way to do uh, we, we call it the indian way here you know the certain way of doing things they need to learn that um if they're good enough to make varsity by by all means you know we, we put them on um but again our, our older kids are usually pretty dang good so um you know that's that's just being really honest with parents right from the get-go and just saying, this is where we're at. And uh, you know, you know, we, I I have a saying at our parent meeting, you know, I don't care who your your mom or your daddy is. I don't care if they're the mayor of Venice, you know, we're, 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 I don't care what club you play in. We're going to put the best kids on the floor and, and and we're going to have an honest evaluation of, of where you're at. So a lot of that just comes with trust. And, uh, you know, for a new coach coming in, you know, parents may have a struggle with that, you know, here, I mean, I think people pretty much know that we're going to be really honest and and sometimes that's tough conversations, but that's life.
1: Yeah, I think, I think sometimes maybe what gets overlooked, you know, from the parent side is, you know, this, this 15 open athlete, you know, might excel and be really, really good against her own peer group in 15 open. But yeah. that's not necessarily the reality when, you know, Venice High School has to go play, you know, a certain match against a team that has nine seniors. Talk a little bit about, you know, what you've seen from freshmen when they have had to go on the court. You know, maybe some of the, the nervousness that even, you know, comes about when, when it's a younger athlete having to play against those older kids.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a learning curve in there. And it just depends on where, where you're at, at at your high school, you know. Um you know, like you were saying, if you're playing 15 open, but really you're at high school, you're playing against 17 and 18 open kids. Well, that's a pretty dang, that's a big discrepancy there. So, um, it's all what happens within inside the program, and you know, uh, you know, with everyone transferring to new schools, I think coaches are kind of nervous about saying that kind of stuff. But, um, I, I'm just a big believer in just being really straight, honest, open with 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 what's going on and and at the end of the day you know we're going to make the best decision for our program and our team right you know we, we love our kids we want every kid to be uh you know successful but at the end of the day we're going to make the best decision for our team because that's what we're getting paid to do the last
1: thing i want to ask you about as you know as a club director and high school coach um you know in terms of, you know, players who may not play for your club, um, you know, you touched on it earlier that, you know, obviously it doesn't matter what club you play for, but is is there a is there a management that has to happen between you and the athletes in terms of, you know, those discussions of, hey, you know, it doesn't matter what club you play for, you know, how do you help get everybody on the same page after they've been, you know, they've been with their club team for six months and now they show up at high school tryouts. How do you how do you kind of bridge the gap there?
2: Well, I, I think you gotta have the talk that you know, when high school season comes around, we're going to take the best kids. And, you know, like I tell my families with Venetian Bay, you need to do what's best for your family, because that's how your child's going to succeed the best. And if Venetian Bay is not what's best for them, by all means, go somewhere else. We've sent kids to Tampa and Fort Myers and uh, Sarasota, and that's, that's great. Um, But just understand when we come back in the fall, we're going to take the best kids. And and so we've come, you know, when I first started coaching high school, there's probably maybe a couple kids that played club, you know, now it's to the point where if you're not playing club, you're probably not even making our freshman team, so, you know, that's that's pretty, that's pretty steep, so you just have to put yourself in a position that, where where are you going to, you know, I think at the younger levels, it's all about coaching, it doesn't matter what your record is, and you want the best coaching possible to create that foundation. And then obviously you get a little bit older. You want to, you know, get some good exposure and be able, if you want to play at the next level, uh, you'll be able to do that. But yeah, that's a conversation that, that, that has to happen. Um, And, and again, it's just all about being honest. And if, you know, if, if, if driving two hours to Ocala to play uh, you know, Ocala power, if that's, The best thing for you then by all means do it now we're in an area that's a little bit small you know we're in a kind of a secluded area so we don't have a big metropolitan area where the tampas and orlandos and jacksonville's so you know i know there's a lot more uh push for you know what club are you going to play and this and that but i I think high school coaches need to just chill out and, and and encourage them to play club because if you're not playing club it's not that you have to play club, it's because everyone's playing club and they're going to get better than you. You know, that's, that's the main thing. And, you know, um, you know, one thing I I, I do want to say, I don't really like is the, the way we have tryouts now with club, because we're now trying out in July and August. Well, in the past, you could try out. You couldn't try out until after the high school season, in November. Well, that's a big growth right there. I mean, a lot of growth happens from August to November to a sophomore or a freshman, and so a lot of kids during that time realize I don't want to play volleyball anymore, but they're already in a club, or or I do want to play volleyball and they're and they haven't been in a club. So I, I think that's a that, that's that's a thing that concerns me about the club situation right now that you know i hate doing tryouts the first week in august i can't stand it but i have to one year i didn't do it and you know i lost a ton of kids because of it so <clears throat> um i wish there was just kind of more of a a more unified situation with the fhsa and then you know florida region volleyball
1: Well, Brian, I I certainly want to thank you for being on with us today. Uh, I I definitely want to thank you also for your friendship. Uh, This has been awesome. Um, For those of you guys, again, that have never been, check out the Battle of the Beach Tournament, you know, Venice High School this weekend. Uh, Should be some really great competition this weekend, Brian. Best of luck to you and your team, and and I hope everything goes well for you guys this weekend.
2: Hey, again, I really appreciate you having me on. It's such an honor to uh, just chat with you and, I uh, really appreciate your friendship as well. So, looking forward to see what what uh, what you guys do this year in high school.
1: Awesome, thanks, buddy.
2: All right, see you, man.
1: everyone. I'm very excited to introduce our next guest, um, Alvaro Sanchez, head coach of the 2022 6A state champion, New Smyrna Beach High School uh, girls volleyball, and the DME technical director. Um, Alvaro, how are we doing today? Doing great, Nick. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on with us. Um, and, and Alvaro, today, I, I want to explore with you You know, as somebody who spends time both as a high school head coach and as a club coach. Um, I want to explore some of the differences in, in those dynamics today. So the first thing I want to ask you is, um, you know, in terms of your high school program, you've obviously had some, some recent success and some past success. Um, you know, how have you built your high school program differently than maybe what you see done, you know, on the club side?
0: Um, well, it, it, they kind of go hand in hand, honestly. Um The reason we've been successful is because we've had kids, you know, feeding up through our club program and they're five-year veterans by the time they get to be freshmen at our high school. And so we don't really have to develop from scratch. Um, So we are very lucky in that regard. Um, And it continues to be the formula, right? And so we start kids at, I don't know, 10 years old, nine years old and, yeah, maybe they're not great initially, but, you know, five years later, they've developed some pretty decent skill sets where um, we can kind of just teach uh, strategy and system instead of building players from scratch. So we've been uh, fortunate in that regard. And then we've had an amazing staff. Um, uh, coach, coach Hector is a phenomenal JV coach, um, Coach Joe Cornegay, um, both club coaches, both been around the game for a long time. Uh, both coach at a high level. So, you know, it's, it's, we don't get anywhere without those two. Um, And then, you know, the people that were my predecessors, you know, really changed the culture at New Smyrna from finding kids and make, making them play volleyball to actually making them volleyball players um, where that's their main sport. Um, And so that started with Shatana Todd and then coach Smith took them to another level um and then my predecessor Brittany Owen, she really instilled like a phenomenal culture there where, you know, for me it was kind of like here's the, the blueprint, don't mess it up. <laughs> it's a great thing. Um and then for me it was just easy the volleyball's the easy part, right? And so um it, it hasn't just been me. Um our our athletic director this past year said that we were the four legs of a, a four by one and um you know, we, we all built it and, you know, I can't take credit for it. Um, so I, I really have to defer to them um, and, and the leadership our athletic director poses. He's phenomenal.
1: In terms of the competition level that you've seen coaching at a high level high school program as well as a high level club, um, what are some of the differences that you see in terms of high school and volleyball, high school volleyball competition versus club? Um, And, you know, what do you say to maybe those who say that high school volleyball isn't as competitive? Can it be as competitive depending on your school and and what you decide to do with your program? Absolutely.
0: Um, We've prided ourselves on having one of the toughest strength of schedules in the last five seasons. Um, Very few easy matches. Um, And it can be just as competitive if you're playing an open level um, high school uh, schedule, there's, there's no easy games this year We you know, you know, last year we were 25 and two and, and played this tough schedule. And, you know, I knew we were graduating some pieces and we, we did it again. We, we scheduled really tough because I really think that growth is the, is the, the mindset at the end of the day, um, not record. Um, and so we think these girls are getting ready for playoffs and, and being battle tested and, you know we're going in and we're we're peaking at the right time, so I think the that it it really is paying off. But yes, absolutely, high school can be as competitive as club. Now, there are some kids that are in some areas that may not have uh, a program that's storied or that's being that's been built. And so, yeah, you know, to those kids, maybe it makes sense not to play high school because it can get dangerous when you're playing with kids that aren't trained properly. And you're talking about kids going under the net and you know, not having proper footwork and stuff. So, you know, if you're in an area like that, then maybe it's not worth your while, but you know, there's always somewhere like there's, there's no experience like that high school experience, like, like wearing that name on the front of your chest and seeing the crowds that come for you and support you. Um, us last year at States, you know, we're warming up and I'm watching our kids going through their, their warmups. And I turn around and I see, and we're two hours away from home. Like it's a Sunday night. It's not like a middle of the day kind of deal like and these people drove and it's like an ocean of red and I was like oh my goodness like there's nothing like seeing that support um and so um that's that's a huge thing having like school pride and 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 playing for your community um that's a huge difference if if you're scheduling tough and and you and you really want to it can be just as competitive um so I, I I really don't see that you know Some people decide that they want to train club and that's okay. That's if that's their path, like, you know, who am I to tell you it's wrong, but there's really nothing like, you know, putting on a shirt with, with your community's name on it and and representing them and putting your, your little town on the map. So. Yeah. You touched on kind of one of the things I want to ask you next is,
1: um, you know, in regards to maybe club coaches who, do encourage kids not to play high school for whatever reason. You know, if if you're advising one of your parents from your club, you know, who's been told that at some point, you know, what are some of the questions that you think parents should be asking, you know, in terms of finding, you know, hey, what's the benefit from my kid playing high school versus club or playing both? Um, You know, like you touched on, you know, that competitive atmosphere, like kids getting used to that. I think that's a great example. Are, Are there any other examples like that that you encourage parents to seek out before they, you know, make a decision to do one, the other, or both.
0: Yeah, I have, I've been lucky that I haven't been put in that position or that the families that we're, you know, dealing with on a daily basis haven't been put in that position. But um, I just, if it depends, right? Are you in a, in an area that has a great program where you're going to get better and you're going to get pushed and you're going to see high level competition, then yeah, it's totally worth it because you are going to get better. You know, if you're scheduling hard and, and your trainer knows what they're doing and, and you're in an environment where there's going to be a lot of transfer from your training to the match and, and the motor learning is present. um, Then yeah, there's, it's a no brainer. Like it's, it's another opportunity to get better in three months and train every day and test the ball. Whereas you you could not play club and then go to, to do private lessons, you know, a couple times a week, but Private lessons are great for technique and and improving your idiosyncrasies as a player, but nothing can replicate the the reading that happens in a match. Nothing can repl- replicate the, the adjustments you have to make with the variability of the game. You know, volleyball is chaos, and you can't represent that chaos in a lesson. And so even if you have a training group of three, four, five, six kids, it becomes really hard to replicate that. Um, reading ability that you're going to have to develop, and 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 really just finding ways to grind wins out, man. Like you can't get all that in a lesson. Um, and when you're when you're playing high level competition, it's worth it. It's so worth it. Now, if if you're in an area where you know you, you you don't have a coach, your team isn't very good, then that might be a route for you. You know, because then at least you're getting some reps that can get you better. But Yeah, it just really depends on your situation. In
1: terms of you know the maybe incoming freshman kid who's used to playing you know for example at your club at a very high level maybe at an open level during the club season um, and is coming into your high school program as a freshman, how do you manage maybe some of the expectations that that kid might have from playing at that open level in the off season where maybe they're a standout for their club team playing fifteen and unders. But then, you know, coming into your program where maybe there's, you know, some established, you know, experienced players for your high school who might also play 17 or 18 open during the mm-hmm. off offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the conversations that you have to help kind of manage those, you know, younger athletes expectations?
0: The earlier you have those conversations, the easier the season goes, you know, and I've had to learn the hard way. At first, we would take the most talented kids we could and. I didn't have a great communication style about roles and you know that frustrated some kids and you know we do this thing called start stop continue at the end of the year to kind of benchmark where we're at and see where we're failing and see what we can do better and some of the kids were honest with me and and they told us like hey just kind of be honest with with us about our roles Um, and I'm like you know what that's totally fair I don't do that well enough and um, so at tryouts we kind of start having these conversations like hey uh, you're making this team. You have this role. It doesn't mean that it can't change for you, um, you know, through hard work and, and and surpassing people. But this is where you're starting off. And if you're not OK with that, then we need to explore other options. Um, most kids get it. Most kids, it, it, some kids, it could be a shock to their system. You're absolutely right. Like, I've never come off the court before. And now you're telling me I'm a three rotation player or I'm a reserve. Like that's That's a big, you know, ego check. Um and so the earlier you have those conversations, you manage expectations a little bit better. Um and then, you know, if they're upset later on, it's like, hey, I, I told you this is how it's gonna be, you know, and and you accepted that position and now you're, you know, causing issues or, you know, upset, whatever. How is it different
1: maybe, you know, dealing with the high school parents? in those situations versus dealing with the club parents and and maybe their expectations in regards to both when it comes to those playing time situations for those younger athletes in particular?
0: I think think it draws a lot of similarities. Um, You know, I'm pretty clear on playing time conversations, you know, we have them very limitedly because, I don't know if that's that word, limited, but That's a good question. You stumped me there, but, you know, we we have great parents for the most part. Um, uh, we, we have very few issues because like I said, of the, of the structure and culture that, that Brittany Owen left before me. Um, and so I've kind of carried on her, her words and, and her system. And, um, you know, we don't really talk about playing time stuff. We don't talk about lineup stuff, you know, at the end of the day, it's my discretion. Um, you know, we try to keep the bigger picture for these people, like, hey, if I'm not leaving your kid behind or not feeding her or putting hands on her, then you got really nothing to complain about. But, you know, we we also try to be like very upfront, like, hey, you're just not outperforming the person in front of you. You know, it's nothing personal. We adore you. We value you. Um, it's hard making kids see that sometimes and, and parents, you know, but um just as hard as I am on them we try to show them a lot of love um our coaching staff like I said between the three of us we have some people that are really um uh, they care about the kids and and that's why we're here obviously because it's not the, the million dollars they pay us um I wish it was a million dollars but you know we're definitely not here for a huge check it's just something we love to do and it and um helps build our kids so um the parents have been great uh These last few years, um, they can get intense, you know, in in club and in high school, Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I believe in really being a truth teller, Um, even if it's a truth you don't want to hear. We try not to sugarcoat uh, while not offending as well. Um, But for the most part, the parents trust that we're doing the best things for their kids. Um, you know, it's always tough when you're bringing somebody in new that doesn't know you and questions you and you have to earn their 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 trust. But once you have that, you know, they, they pretty much stick to themselves. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, hey, if you want a different role, you got to work a little bit harder. And um, that's the way we were brought up. Um, I remember my mother, you know, getting a phone call from a teacher from our little brother who acted out one day and She was like, do what you got to do. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go take care of my baby. That's just the way kind of we were raised. And so that's not today's culture all the time. You know, a lot of people want to. It's hard for a mom to. Like, let go of her daughters and not her daughter's issue and not help fix it. Right. And so we'd really try to have them cut the umbilical cord, you know, Um, but easier said than done. Right. Um, So every case is is different. Um, We try to have honest conversations. And when that doesn't, you know, compute, then we move on to other, you know, solutions. But uh, for the most part, we haven't had those problems. So one of the last things
1: I want to ask you is, um, you know, with your involvement, both in club and high school um, and, and being at a high school where a lot of your players are playing club, you know, in the off season, How do you manage the dynamic maybe when you have kids playing for different clubs? you know, during the off season, and then they come back to you in the fall to get ready for high school, how do you sort of, you know, bridge the gap? Um, you know, is there any, I mean, hopefully there's not any friction or anything there, but how do you sort of bridge that gap for them to kind of go from one to to the other?
0: There has been friction a little bit, obviously. Um, you know, it's tough when a kid leaves. Um, but, you know, besides hurting us, you know, on the court, it's just kind of like a relationship thing, right? And so, it's always tough when those kids leave. Um, I'm going to be honest. I haven't reacted well when that stuff happens. But um, at the end of the day, you, you find your love for the kid and you kind of move past it. Um, the technique stuff kind of, you know, throws a wrench in the works. Um, a kid will come back with different passing technique or maybe they're scared to take big swings because they aired a lot in club and their coach was really hard on them or whatever. Right. And so it's kind of doing our best to separate what happened during their club season. And once our open gyms and summer workouts might start or team camp, it's kind of like, Hey, that happened in your club team. This is the way we're going to do things here. We're going to do our best to reassimilate back into our clubs, our, our, our school teams uh, system. Um, you know, that whatever apprehensions you might've had about, you know, taking big swings and, and, and being, uh, having a fear of failure. You don't have those here. You have the green light, go get it. You have a good set, go swing.
1: Well, Avro, I, I appreciate you taking some time for us today. Um, I think your insight is going to be super beneficial for, you know, parents, athletes, high school coaches, club coaches out there. Um, and I thank you very much for your friendship over these years. Uh, we've known each other for a very long time going back to our South Florida days. So I just wanted to say thanks and Best of luck to you and your high school team as you look to finish the season and and hopefully, you know, another state title.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, man. I I really enjoy our friendship and, um, you know, I hope this can be helpful to whoever listens to it. And, you know, good luck to you guys too. See you soon. Peace out.